Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Episode 22, and we've got a bit of a special guest for this one. Uh, we've got from Zenith Sports, Malcolm Banks. Um, we've known Malcolm for a couple of years now because he's a, a judo coach at our jiu-jitsu club. But on top of that, with Zenith Sports, he does a lot of uh, tackling training for um, AFL clubs. He's done TAC. He's done the women's AFL. Um, a lot of schools soccer. around the place. Soccer, rugby as well, and yep. professional wrestling. A bit of wrestling. Um, so we, we sat down with Mal and had a chat, and it went on for, for a little bit. We went on a bit over three hours. I was going to say, I wish we started earlier. We should have started during the day or something, because yeah. I was ready to keep on going. It, it was great. Um, so we're, we're going to split this up into two, but um, we're trying to do a few of these. Um, I don't want to call them interviews; they're conversations, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we, I going, call them character profiles, something like that. <laughs> going balls deep. Yeah, we're yeah. going to balls deep with Malcolm Banks. Um, but uh, so anybody that we have for these interviews, we've decided that um, we're going to um, welcome them in with the best buffalo chicken wings in Australia. Yep. Um, so uh, while we were um, feeding Mal up on his buffalo chicken wings, we actually had the microphones on. So here's what he said about them. About inflammation. So there you go. So when we say they are the best in Australia, you know we're not talking shit. Yeah. Um, so uh, with Mal, uh, we've, uh, d- like I said, we decided to split it up into two. This first one is uh, about his judo background and uh, uh, rising through the ranks and, and uh, heavy competing and uh, even having to run at the uh, at the Olympics and be on the Olympics training squad. Yep. Um, so here we go with part one of our Going Balls Deep with Malcolm Banks. Enjoy. Um, all right, we'll start real simple then, man. Uh, Mal, yep. judo, how'd you start? Um, my mum actually did judo uh, as a young lady. Yep. And um, basically my introduction to it was her throwing me into bed. <laughs> you know, kid, uh, pushing, you know, pushing me around, doing ogoshi and stuff like that to make me go to bed and things like that. Okay, um, we're going to have to stop you every time you say, you say Japanese. Absolutely. Just so sorry, we can explain. Sorry, sorry. No, I want you to say the Japanese. Okay. Then, and then... Yep, so Ogoshi, which is a major hip throw. Major. So, yeah, yeah, so uh, my mum used to throw me into bed and stuff like that. That being said, um, she had a car accident, uh, which damaged her back. So she... That was before having me. So she'd sort of finished up and, and she had a love right. for it. She was actually coached by my coach, which, yep. is, which is Arthur Mooreshead. And... Um, from there, it was more to the point where it was just sort of in the home, yep. young, just yep. learned a little bit. Um, I was more enamoured with soccer. Yep. I played soccer at, at school, uh, was a soccer goalie, and then from there progressed into... into Sorry, a... I thought you said you played. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
I'm going to give you that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so with that, um, uh, the, the school I went to, I was playing um, against, I believe it was Campbellville Grammar. I was playing, I, I went to school at Yarra Valley. Those uh, bastards. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, what, what uh, am I talking to Camber, Campbellville Grammar? We have no idea. <laughs> well, they are bastards, but we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in one particular day, I, I uh, slid in for a ball. Both my hands were my hands were out, and um, the striker actually jumped on both my hands, yep. um, which caused me to get rather upset and and throw a few punches. To which I was then red carded. I was only about, I think I was only like thirteen or something. Like it was just, I just it was like I. I Ripped open my gloves and there were stop marks on my hand. Yeah, and, yep. and I like looked at the looked at the uh, the umpire and the umpire was like, you know, I didn't see it. And I'm like, yeah. well, <laughs> well, I did. <laughs> What's that? It's almost if the gloves don't fit, then you've got to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. you've got to hit. You've got to hit. Yeah. To, to which I, I got sent off, and as I was walking off, um, the master in charge of the middle school, his name was Norman Mags, um, and was also the master in charge of rugby, just sort of grabbed me by the scruff of the neck and just turned around and said, you know, tough day, mate. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and um, he just like looked at me and said, have you ever thought about coming and playing rugby? And I went, yeah, why not? So yeah. the next year I was eligible to play rugby as, as a, you know, year, what was it? Year nine, I think it was. We were eligible to play. I was actually the youngest on the team because yeah. uh, I was actually young, younger in my, oh, my, yeah, my yeah. bottom age. Yeah. Yep. And um, <clears throat> so my parents were quite a little bit worried about it. And uh, apparently Magsy came around and had a chat to them, did these interview thing and said, don't worry about it. We'll just bench him for the whole year <laughs> and he'll learn. Yeah. 16 people signed up for rugby. Rugby is, of course, a 15-man <laughs> sport. Uh, one of those guys broke their arm Ooh. in the first game of a round robin. Damn. <laughs> he broke his humerus. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm getting to the judo, trust yep. me. So, uh, no, so, no, no. So, so he, bro- he broke his arm in the first round. So all of a sudden, there's 15 of us. So, so my parents went to... And so was, first 15. Absolutely. Yep. It was a ba- <laughs> baptism of fire. Youngest ever. So under 16, I was playing under 16 game and I was technically under 14 or something and um, ended up playing it, loved it. It was yep. my absolute first love. Yep. Um, we were taught to play hard. We were taught to play fair. We yep. were, when, I, when I made first grade at school, our coach was of the ilk that if I see you punch, you better take him out because I'm dragging you with yeah. him. Yeah. Do not punch. If, if you know, if you, you cop it physically, you give it back within the within yeah. the bounds yeah. of the game. So fast forward that, uh, continued to play. Um, went to university, finished finished school. Obviously, went to university. Ended up in Clubland playing for um, both Box Hill and Croydon in the day, which is now Maroondah. Right. Okay. And yep. um, sort of in between, and it was because of training nights as opposed to university. The last yep. thing I ever wanted right. to do was change clubs. Yep. That being said, half of my school friends were either Croydon or Box Hill. Right, so right. those games were really interesting. <laughs> um, we were all measuring each other up and looking at <laughs> course, yeah. So So that was a lot of fun. Um, so making Colts great. So under 21 back in those days was a, was a bit of a... It was basically the next thing under first grade. Yep, yep. In those days, second grade was you know thirty-five-year-old uh, blokes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Had it's a, like country league. It's yeah, like country league had, had, a, had a really crap day at work or crap week at <laughs> yeah. work, and didn't want to take it out on the kids and the wife. Yeah, so <laughs> just come out and just go bang. Yeah. So 
I was trying to make my way into into Colts grade and stuff like that. I got a little bit. I got I got quite ill at one stage. Took some time off. Came back to Colts grade. Tried to make my way into first. Was going to be rather difficult. And the first thing that I I never really started on a bench. Yep. yep. And um, I got benched. And I was working at the time as well. And it was sort of like every second weekend you can't do this, you know. Yep. And I wanted a guaranteed game and I yep. got a slap on the back and it was sort of like, go to seconds, go go, go and play seconds. So anyway, I went and played seconds. I was a flanker, um, blindside flanker. I've come off, uh, grabbed the ball, gone, gone in for a, in a, into a ruck of some description. And I remember in this second grade thing, this guy, the winger has come off his line, rucked my head Ooh, and then damn. run back onto his line. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like looking up, just like, mate, like, <laughs> I, know, I know where you are. And, I, and so later on, I, I found him. i two of you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go for the one in the middle. So I found him. and, and, and But for me, it was that thing where um, young, probably very arrogant, Yep. Very because of. It's amazing how those two go together. <laughs> so, Eddie, it's just, just that thing about being young and arrogant. I took my bat and my ball and went home. I thought, yep. you know, well, I don't want to get into the fight, so I prefer, yep. to, prefer to play rugby for rugby's sake. Yep. Um, so I left and um, took about a year off. And I'm competitive. I'm competitive, but I'm not competitive. If that makes the. Self competitive. You yeah. like the competition. I love the competition. I love the competition and. Uh, a few people have said this to me. I never got as far as I could have in certain ways because I was too nice. Yeah. And um, I'm sort of happy with that. But but that being said, I was competitive on the mat and I'd yeah. do that sort of thing. So I was sort of getting competitive and, and doing nothing and I really wanted to do something. So I just out of, just out of the blue, I just went, um, oh, I might try judo. And how, how old were you at this, this stage? 20, I reckon I was back 20, 23. Wow. Jump back on. So that being said, start all over again. Yeah. Right? yeah so start yeah, all exactly. over again. Um, and then from there, you know, and so jump back on the mat. Um, and then it was real fits and starts sort of deal. Yeah. You know, yeah. you start it, you, you, things get in the way because it's not part of your general routine. Yeah. Like, New things start hurting again. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and, and thank God for thank God for Arthur and his sprung floors. That's all I can say. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, so pretty much... Um, got back into it really, and, and then really hit it hard. Probably about ninety six, ninety seven, yep, yep, and really started pushing through um, into. Oh no, 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 no! I reckon ninety eight, yeah, ninety seven, ninety eight. Really started hitting it hard and, and, and having a fair crack at it, and yep. that's when. So yeah, just made the call. And my ins, my my first intention was I'd, I'd played uh, junior state rep in rugby for schoolboys. Yep, so right. really so for me it was sort of like oh I might go and see if I can make a make a second state yep. team yep. in a second sport. In a second sport, yeah. So yeah, and then that slowly but surely came up and then from there and, and the one thing that I love about um, specifically my club which was Caulfield was that at that stage judo in Australia was at a golden era. It was a yep. real we had this thing where um, just the names that I was able to compete with as, at a club level yeah. and also train with at a club level yep. were massive and they've all gone on to do wonderful things. And, yeah. you know, I was say around that time, like the Sydney Olympics would have already absolutely. been known. So everyone's got, hey, we can compete at home. And, yeah. and then that's the thing too, the funding, funding was there. Yep. So, yeah. so you've yep. got all this funding going on. So there's a lot of people that were... So they, these particular names, they just... They were there, and the one thing that they did for a person who was competitive and a, for a person who hungered to get 
to be challenged. Yep. Yep. I was actually dragged up by the ears. Yep. So you had your two types of you had your two types of, of people. So you got the the social judoka that would sort of walk in, and they might shy away from the elite players. And, yep. and they, yep. for me, it was just the point where hey. That's what I'm here if you're for. Me, if you're going to throw me a thousand times, if I yep. rip one off on you, I'm be so happy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And Andrew Collett. Um, <laughs> so, but arguably, in my opinion, one of the best technical judo play, judo players that, yep. that that I've ever seen, and that yep. I've had the the the, the pleasure of <laughs> pleasure <laughs> of uh, sharing Matt with. Um, if you threw Andrew, and that was a rarity. Yep. You basically had to look at the time because he was going to flog you <laughs> yeah. for the next, and, and you knew it too. And he'd yep. smile, he'd just and grab you, and he'd be like, yep. "You got two and a half minutes of hell, mate." And he'd throw at Will. He yep. just bang, bang, bang. So, yep. so, so that sort of stuff. So, yeah, um, that's how I got back into it. Um, and for mine, I got as far as I did a from training, yeah, but yep. b I wasn't. I was told to a point that there was a natural part of me that was good yeah. Yeah. yeah but also too because i i lacked the um you lack the experience in relation to those guys that have been doing it since day dot yeah. yeah right yeah. um it was the point where i had to overthink everything yeah so okay. from a from a judo perspective or so from a jits perspective or from whatever when you really go through where you are and the the, the technicalities of okay if it was sort of color by numbers yeah for yeah. want of a better word yeah. Yeah. and then i would Okay, this equals that, this equals that, and then sort of put it to yeah. put it to my mind. That's that that to me is the only reason. It's funny because I found it like that when you start to listen to the coaches and they say do A then B then C, and you go, okay, I'm actually going to do A then B then C. It tends to work that way, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And you don't yeah. overthink it. And then I think the thing from a martial arts perspective, and and, and having um, having experience in other places where they're just ready to run, yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, you show them the thing, and then they're doing it at 100. percent You sort yeah. of like, slow yeah. down, slow yeah. down. Get it right, and they're sort of like looking at you as in like, and all you want to do is show them a mirror. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So it's like that guy that thinks he's like Hussein Bolt going for the jog, and yeah. then he look catches himself in the mirror, and he's, he's all arms and swing, wing, you know, windmills and stuff like that. Yeah. So the, the white belt spaz, we call it. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's done swimmer. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. swimmer. Yeah. You end up gassed after three and a half minutes, and you're like, "How is this other fucker?" Like some forty-year-old bloke still going fine. Yeah, because yeah. he's not holding his breath. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's what <laughs> holding your breath is a killer. Absolutely. But what I found, especially for uh, the same as with judo and jiu-jitsu, is when you're learning the moves, having those steps, but breaking down the mechanics of it, so those little parts, because you look at it in one fluid motion, and you're like, oh, yeah, I used to do this, 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 but you don't realise there's one little yeah. tiny variation of like a hip placement or a foot on the inside, the outside that makes all the difference. Absolutely. Well, until you break it down. So it's that. You go, all right, I've got to concentrate on this grip. And they go, okay, yeah. good, you got the grip right. Now yeah. we need that foot there, that foot there. Now this is going to go here. Yeah, exactly. turn your heels out, spread your toes, and those yeah. Yeah. little details. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, it just comes together. Yeah. yeah. I did a, a, a private with uh, Mal oh, a year and a half. Time ago. It'd be yeah. a while ago. Yeah. Um, and uh, we did one throw for an hour. And I was just like, every little bit, um, I've got it written down. <laughs> the hardest part was remember. getting back up afterwards. <laughs> I, no, see, he, he was throwing. <laughs> That's oh, the yeah. I, I was very, I don't know if Mal was very um, accommodating or not, but I didn't spend much time down on the mat. It was Mal going, bang, all right, back now, now change this a little bit, change this a little bit. Um, let's see if I, I, this is how old it is. I kept it on my notes on my iPhone. And oh, I haven't wow. deleted it yet. And yeah, that's real slow. Diashi. Uh, Diashi combo into a soto. Oh, there you go. Yep, no, nah, one of the best. Okay, what's that in English? So, Diashi Barai, which is basically, it's an outside foot sweep, or it's a, it's a simple foot sweep. Yep. And um, what happens is, rather than actually attack it, so so in judo, you might have a direct attack. Yep. 
or you might have a setup or a yep. combination. So, like so a, for yeah. example, so a bait in for a trap yep. or something like that. So, or if it just doesn't work, so because yep. you might mistime it or what have you, or the person might be able to block it. So, so yep. the idea is uh, what we were working on with with Heath was. Uh, as I foot swept or as he, he attempted the foot sweep, yep. the person would block it and put their weight on that foot, yep. which then would allow him to take a step in, step right. in and then go into a different throw from oh, Osoto. I think I know this. So, yeah. uh, which is Osotogari, which is a major outer reap of the leg. Yep. So, um, and it, it, it's, it's a very... I th- when I did, I think you said if you got this in a judo competition, they'd be very embarrassed. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, Diashi, if you got Diashi, if you get foot sweeped, if you get foot sweeped, yeah. um, just just have a look. Go on YouTube and see high-level judokas just getting either Ouchigari, uh, sorry, yeah, Ouchigari or Kouchigari or Diashi, yep. and you watch the guy when he hits the deck, watch, him, just... watch his face when he gets up, <laughs> or watch him slap the mat or get upset. It's a very... Yeah, it's 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 sort of like you've just been owned. You've been bent over the yeah. corner. Yeah. So, but so if you get the Diashi, but mind you, if you get the combination of the Osoto, they they you'd sort of they'd sort of go, yeah, no, I avoided the bend over and he's okay. done something yeah. else. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. So you'd almost prefer to just avoid that initial embarrassment to get beaten uh, thirty seconds from that time. Oh well, yeah, pretty, pretty much. It's, it's a bit like uh, uh, DC when he fought Jones. John yeah. Jones. At least he got one take. He got down. one take. Down. <laughs> it was in the fifth. Yeah, but, and he uh, Jones already had six of them yeah. or whatever it was. He's like, "That's what I came here to do." <laughs> but yeah, but the only um, disappointing thing I found, and it's with jujitsu as well. Um, like the names, like that was, um, you know, Diashi uh, uh, into a, um, a Soto. Yeah. Like it sounds so cool in Japanese. Yeah. And you find out the translation, it's like, yeah, major hip throw. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like a literal translation. <laughs> yeah. Like is the same. You yeah. get these um, moves um, sound so cool. And you go, yeah, it means shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, until you get um, Tenth Planet guys coming in, saying, so, "Oh, we're going from hot dog to zombie to electric chair into the truck." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see, they're, they're the two. There's very little in the middle. It's, it, you know, it sounds really cool, but it's actually you know real basic translation. It sounded or, really cool when you were high. Yeah. <laughs> There's Tenth Planet. Tenth Planet. That, that's pretty much. So, so you did a little bit as a kid, and then yeah. went away and came back in the twenties. So, um, how long was the until the the black belt? Because I mean, black belt's still that yeah. mystique, isn't yeah. it? No yeah, it definitely belt. is. Look, and, and that's the thing. I think it's one of the without without wanting to um, upset anyone out there that's listening from a martial arts perspective. We don't have many taekwondo people. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we all we all filled in the blanks there. <laughs> um, but it is. It's that thing where it, you know, eight nine years. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. Legit. It's it's a it's a, pr- it's a process. Yeah. And you you have to earn it. And yeah. and that's the thing. And uh, there was one. One saying that I once once heard, and I think it stands today, I would rather be a Dan Grade rated brown belt yep. than a brown belt rated Dan Grade. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing about it. So, and, and that was the thing that I loved about Arthur. Arthur would push you. He would sit there. you go, no, you're not ready yet. Yep. No, you're not ready yet. And then when you thought you still weren't ready, yep. you might get the, the drag and it'd be like, right, let's, let's move here yep. and let's do this now. So, um, from a judo perspective, most of the, I wouldn't, I would, from from my understanding, most of the Dan grades that you'd have in this country are worthwhile, yeah. worthy Dan yeah. grades because of our system, because yeah. of the way the system works. We have a gradings policy. We have all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. And it's, it's been around for a while. Absolutely. So it's not yeah. Johnny come lately. Yeah. Absolutely. And it, it is that thing where you, you, you can't, it's very difficult to accelerate at all. 
and yeah. you, you pretty much can't in this day and age. Especially yeah. with judo, there is such a rich competition element to it. I mean, you can't you know you slap a belt on someone and then go to comps and go, well, you champ. Get embarrassed, yeah. Well, yeah. you know the, the proof is on the map every dog will have their day yeah, and yeah, I think the difference yeah. with the, and, and a lot of people especially the JITS people might not understand that generally in our competition wise it's open uh, yeah, yeah. So no, the no, grading, graded yeah the gradings yeah. are open so so you can find a yellow belt versus a black belt yep. Yep. those are the perfect opportunities for a yellow belt to just throw a caution in the wind because <laughs> exactly. a black yeah. belt, a black yeah. belt will Stuff come out <laughs> black belt will come out and be rather oh yeah I've yeah, got yeah. this and I've witnessed it. I've witnessed it before where orange belts have just ogoshied the crap out of yeah. <laughs> decent black belts. And, yeah. and they're just, like, oh, gee. And you're that like, second lapse. Yeah. yeah, whoops. You, know, you took it too lightly. And that's the thing. I think, and I love the, that's the thing I love about judo to that point where every dog can have their day. Yeah. I once fell over in a competition. It was just a local. Um, I went for a throw and I caught my, caught my ankle on. I probably shouldn't be saying this, but I will. I, ca- I caught my back of my foot on my gi pants yep, as I was yep. doing the turn, slipped on my ass, and I was against a guy that was a little bit bigger than me. He's just, and he was, I think he was an orange belt or something, and he's jumped on the straight <laughs> bang, right? Now, I, I, he, didn't get the, he didn't get the score for the throw, but he's now, now in the difference. The difference yeah, we're in yep. Nuwaza. So we're yeah. in groundwork. We're in, you know. Yep. Now, the one thing that Jits guys love, they love to be on their back. Now, if he's in my back and outside my guard, so if he's past me, so let's say side control or north-south or Kesakatami, so, yeah. right, yeah. that sort of stuff, he will, it's what's called Osoakomi. That's a hold down. Yep. Now, I've got tw- in this day and age now, you have 20 seconds to get out. Right. Right? Yep. So this guy's on top, right? And he's heard the word Osoakomi. He's, he's gone to get up. Yep. Now, it's a local. And I just pulled him back down. I go, no, mate, you've got me. Right? Just yeah. stay here. Stay yeah. here. Right? <laughs> Thinking full well that I was still pretty fit, because it was later in my career, that I would be able to roll him no problem. I forgot how big he was. <laughs> I pulled him back into basically side control. Yeah. So, <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, he, he beat me. <laughs> so, But that being said, as he stood up, he just like looked at me and I just turned around and I said, well, you've got to learn somewhere, somehow. Yeah, and that's exactly. a point where... Um, Again, I think that A, that, that comes down to me not being yep. a mongrel yeah. uh, and yep. probably too why nice. I lost it. Yeah, too nice. But also, too, it's that thing where the understanding of my sport uh, is that anything can possibly happen, yeah. whether it be your mistake, their mistake, <laughs> exactly. what so, have you. So, so that's the, the judo equivalent of super coup. <laughs> Absolutely. But what I've found is that, especially for white belts or the yellow belts in judo, is that you obviously there's so much to learn and it's impossible to really grasp it all at once but you'll always have that one move that you just naturally gravitate towards and you get good at it and that's your one move that when you're learning you know you're practicing everything else but you've got that one move that you really like doing Bruce Lee said um, you know I'd rather have uh, it's better to face a person that has done one punch a thousand times than a thousand punches punches one one time time. yeah that's it yeah and it's like, if you're not prepared that they're really good at, at that one, thing. one technique yeah. and they catch you out, then that's when you get embarrassed. And that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And unfortunately for white belts, yellow belts and orange belts, it's generally a drop throw of some description. Right. And yeah. they always seem to get it on other white belts, yellow belts and orange belts. Yeah. Hence, as you may remember, and maybe, maybe a fair few people, I, I was always taught, and this is, this is actually a... Um, What's the word? This is actually a new coaching thing that I've taught by a friend of mine yep. that he refuses to do any drop technique. He uh, won't really? teach it 
until you're higher up. Okay. For the simple right. fact where it is, it's that thing where I've got nothing else to do. I've got no other option. Hey, I'll just fall down on my ass, put yep. a leg out and hope you trip over. <laughs> you, you do that to a downgrade, we're basically on top of you straight away yep. Yep. or we'll counter that throw. Yeah. Or we'll counter that 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 attempt. So yeah, yeah. yeah. so drop his agroomers, Yoko Tominagi or Tominagi, so the old T V I, I like Tominagi. In in yeah, in the in the in the gut with the foot throw, <laughs> flick him over. Yeah. Looks great. It does. If you miss it. <laughs> yeah. Actually I've got a very good story about missing Tominagi. Um one particular day at Caulfield we we had these gentlemen from uh we had this gentleman from uh, Central Asia slash Russia type type yep. areas, and they gravitated towards our club a lot. Right. Um, and um, one particular day, they'd obviously done something. I think the gentleman. I'm not going to name this person because he's still around. Um, he was. I think. <laughs> I was, think I might actually know him because he might. Did he come to the uh, Randaramis? Yes. Yep. Okay. I know who yeah. it is then. So. Um, yeah, so this particular gentleman who is a little bit older than I am, he was yep. a yellow belt, but he this guy had sambo. Right, Sambo yeah, background, yeah. all right? Yep. And very stiff, very, yeah. Anyway, one particular day, we're, we're doing all these randories and all this sort of stuff, and I like look over, and, and the mat was quite, this was sort of in the, the old heyday, and the mat was quite busy. Yeah. And there's this bloke just lying lifeless, not this gentleman, but the, another bloke just lying lifeless, face down on the mat. <laughs> <laughs> I like lift him up. His nose, his nose is broken. There is, there is blood all over the mat. I like look at him and I go, mate, are you all right? He's dazed. Like, <laughs> his nose is like all crooked. And I'm like, mate, where's your partner? Are you okay? And he's, just, he's like, he's like deer, deer in headlights looking at me like going, yeah. Like, so I've like got him up and sat down. And I'm like looking around. Everyone else has got partners except this bloke. So, so, so they've either scarpered or the ghost of the judo club just come and bang. Next thing you know, this particular gentleman just sort of like sheepishly walks out of the toilet. I'm like, I'm like sat this guy down. I'm like, hey, person, did you, were you his partner? Yeah. And I'm like, mate, you don't, I looked, I said, what happened? He goes, oh, I, I did Tom and Argy, right? Apparently, when he's pulled him down for Tom and Aggie, his knee has just gone oh, smashed oh, straight into straight into his face. Oh. Right, and I just turn around and say, "Did you not tell anyone? You don't just go to the toilet." To which he's just sort of like looking and going, "Oh, oh yeah, I suppose so." Absolutely, but again, what the, what this comes down to is that that um, old school hard ass. Russian mentality yeah, of yeah. like, yeah, no, well, bad luck, sort of sambo. Because those guys, those guys, I've got you know friends that have done sambo and, and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're no, they're like, no nonsense, man. Like, I just love to see the thought process. Mm, he seems unconscious. I might, I might take a shit. <laughs> it's his first walk-off KO. <laughs> well, I think, you know, having achieved what you have in uh, judo and being around a lot of high-level jiu-jitsu players and also rugby, I think an important question that a lot of people going into martial arts would want to know would be, um, which one has the best groupies? Oh, that's a hard one. I, I think now, I think now because of the popularity, you'd have to say BJJ. Really? Absolutely, from a groupie perspective, definitely. Yeah, I got to say, I'm missing out then. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, are we talking? Are we talking local groupies? No, or? no, 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 no. We're definitely so, not. We're 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 all happy, happily married. Happily married. Yeah. I just think I think with the with the popularity, I think popularity brings everything. Yep. And I'm, I think at the moment, um, jujitsu is it's riding an amazing wave. Yeah. And it can only be. It's it's currently only being challenged by MMA, but ultimately, when you think about it, jujitsu sort of bred MMA. Um, and 
from that perspective, the only other thing that is, and I don't want to get a moan because, oh, you know, but the only other thing that is currently actually competing with it would be CrossFit. Yeah, really? Absolutely. I think from the most yeah. popular sport around in relation to where you're getting those consistent practitioners yep. just walking in, doing stuff, um, I think that they, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so for, for all the jokes about it, it, it is insanely popular. Absolutely. And yeah. I think it's interesting that you see now that even, so for example, um, Resilience Training Center, which is run by Daniel Kelly and Maria Peckley. Yep. So Daniel, obviously, full-time Olympian, UFC yeah. fighter now, all that sort of stuff. Uh, he fights on Sunday. I was going to say, he, he fights yeah, Adelaide, yeah, he's fighting on Sunday. Too. It's a really good fight. Um, uh, and Maria Peckley, five-time Olympian, bronze medalist, 2000. Um, they've got their own gym out in, in out Footscray Way. Yep. And they've incorporated, you know, the, it's got judo, it's got Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but yeah. it's got CrossFit. And they're yep. getting a lot of their judoka to do the CrossFit stuff. And okay. From, yep. from our perspective. So... Um, I was actually discussing this with, with an old an old judo friend of mine um, over the weekend, and we were talking about Tabata training. Yeah. Right? right. So, and, and they just like looked at me, and their quote was, who the fuck gave it Tabata training? We knew it as, we knew it as interval training. We yep. just yeah. knew it as yeah. doing yeah. intervals. That's me too. Yeah. You know, yeah. Hey, you know, oh, fancy name. All of a sudden, <laughs> it's popular. It's like, you know, we've been doing that for 20, yeah. 30, you know, 20, 30, 40 years. Marketing 101. That's the thing. Yeah. Marketing 101. But it's also like you're not reinventing. So when you look at things that CrossFit do, Love it or hate it, honestly, um, yep. it's beneficial. Whether or not they're doing something one way or something a different way or you know, when they do their, their chin-ups and the yeah. loop yeah. chin-ups yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. half the people that complain about it, honestly, I reckon they'd never be able to do a chin-up <laughs> yeah. in life. And that's, that's, that's the biggest issue with me. And that's, that's the hardest part, I think, from a, uh, from a person that is a- a- active and yep. enjoys yeah. sport there's nothing worse than an armchair critic who goes, oh, your form yeah. wasn't right. And that's the thing where, for me too, if, if you're training, if you're training, so from a judo perspective or you're training those sort of things, um, there's a time to be fluent and there's a time to be strict with yep, what yep. you do. If you're yep. doing carter or if you're doing things, you should always try and make sure that it's within the guys. Yep. Yep. The minute you get into competition... Yeah. If it works, it isn't wrong. <laughs> yeah. End of exactly. discussion. Yeah. You know, if you can find a throw, right? And and, and now, in, ultimately, from a judo perspective, there's there were well, technically, there's forty throws in the gokyo, forty official throws. Then from there, there's all the band throws. Then from there, yeah. there's the hybrid throws. Then from there, there's this, there's that, there's it. I could show you. I, I just saw it just recently, and I, as soon as I saw it, I just sat there and I went. Why did I never think? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it is, but, and it, it, please, it I'll, I'll, I think it might be on my Facebook page. I'm not too sure. Yeah. It is a um, double sleeve. So the guy's got one one sleeve each, yeah. and basically we have a throw called Sodate Surakomagoshi, which is basically a you cross your sleeves over and then do a hip throw. Yep, right. He's yep. basically done that entry to block it. The man's put his foot forward, so he just yep. foot swept him. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And it was a pure setup and yep. it was and I just like sat there and the the guy it was a pole who was it it was a a Polish guy I think it was Pol, Polish dude versus a Russian guy yep, yep. and the Russian guy wasn't too happy oh. he, was, <laughs> he was rather he was rather upset with obviously getting, with himself yeah, yeah, but, yeah but, but getting foot swept and yeah. especially in that like you don't see it coming and again yeah. what that comes down to is that's for want of a better word, and I, I don't like to use it, but a bastardization of the sport yep, in yep. relation to how it works. Yeah. And it was beautiful. It's absolutely yeah. beautiful. But that's what I love about sort of that younger generation getting into these sorts of arts like BJJ and, and judo as well, where 
they've taken sort of uh, out of the box approach to it where they've seen tradition and they've gone all right but what do i apply to my game and then they take what they've learned from tradition and have their own little creative yep. edge to it and i think that's really good in progressing these arts into sort of that modern arena of mixed martial arts and especially with olympics and things like that absolutely from us we do have um, you know you you sort of do have two camps you've got Olympic style judo which is competitive style judo and you have what's called Kodokan judo which is the form of judo it's all about the form and stuff like that the martial arts and and, and I know and I know that there there seems to be that that rumbling in the BJJ world where you've got you know uh, the the self defense form versus the sport form yeah, and all that sort of stuff MMA and, and, form and, and and you know what there's room enough for everyone yeah, exactly that's exactly. A, and 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 I think that sort of we've we've learned from that mistake I yep. think from a judo yep. perspective because there, there was um there was a massive break up in the late sixties seventies or something when okay. the federations yep. and the unions and all that sort of stuff and I think it was part and parcel of that right to right. a point yep part of me but um and, and I do you know I, you, you often see these these people, you know, Henzo Gracie saying this, and yeah, everyone's kicking yeah. on that, and then another bloke turns around and says this, and it's sort of like, guys, if you don't want to do that, don't yeah, do it. Yeah. Don't, don't do it. it. Yeah, exactly. If yeah. I want to, so so the best way that I could describe it is most judoka, probably about ten years ago, maybe a little bit longer, we all started dipping our feet in the BJJ thing, yep. just yeah. to learn different. Different tricks for our ground game. Well, yeah. It came from judo anyway. Absolutely. There's a natural synergy between BJJ yeah. and judo as well. But and, and that, that that's that's the thing when you when you ultimately look at it from this perspective, Kano Kano was a jujitsu master. Yeah, yeah. Right. He sent Maeda across to BJJ. Yep. Uh, yeah, uh, across to sorry Brazil. across to Brazil yeah. uh, to teach them judo. Yep. They preferred the ground technique. Yep. All right. We have a form called Kozen judo, which is basically all ground technique. Anyway, okay. Yep. All right. But um, it it just comes down to so so he's done that the the gracies turned around and said no nah, look we don't really like the judo just give us the jiu-jitsu side yep. of it and he yep. concentrated more on the ground stuff yeah, yeah. the the reason Kano the reason Kano created this was that you're supposed to think of yourself in full samurai garb yep yep unarmed yep. if i throw you and you're wearing armor you're not going to you can't get up yep. so therefore you're at my whim Yep. That's that. If I throw, or if we both fall down, then from there I'm going to try and do other things. And then yep. it was basically just created to, to I think, to, um, what's the word? Uh, to, to appease those people in a feudal system that was no longer feudal. Yeah. Right. yeah. You know, if, yeah. if I'm a samurai and you're a samurai and we can't fight, yeah. I'm not allowed to do this anymore. What can you do, sort of deal? And, yep. yeah, and that's a thing. That's it, pretty much why the English invented soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Run out of wars. <laughs> So yeah, so and that's why that's why the concept of you falling flat on your back in judo is, right. as an ippon ah, end of discussion. That you, makes sense because technically you're dead. Right. So, yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. Yep. And that's the other thing with um, judo is that it seems like such a, a solid foundation to build any other martial art on top of because you have the you require such a solid base and a, a solid balance. understanding of balance and control and movement and someone else and, and leverage and especially where you don't have to be the biggest person but you have to know how to use all your body weight. In regards to either stopping someone from doing what they want to do, or yeah. having an offensive attack against someone, and yeah, that's why, um, especially with the, the sort of little feud that's going on with the European BJJ uh, judo and and um, the UFC and whatnot, yep. and it seems like they're sort of a match made in heaven because, like you're talking about, they they're very synergetic in how they can flow on from one another, and um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Did what are you, your thoughts on? Yeah, can you say do you keep up with the all the latest rumblings that've been going on the last oh, six to twelve months? I try or? to. I try to. Um, don't get too much of it, but I did. I did see that the, well, the French Federation, as far as I can remember, mm-hmm. I'm not too sure if it's been pulled, but any judoka, any any national rank judoka or yeah. something like that, will be immediately banned if they they can, do it. Yeah. And, and you know, so I, I don't know. I can't, I, I can't remember what their what their reasoning was for yeah. it. Yeah. But. Um, but guys like so, th- these are names to us. Like Teddy Rinier, you put him in a yeah. If he if he learned how to punch, yep. yeah, that'd be very interesting. Yeah, um, yep. you know this this guy's just he's a god. He's yep. an absolute god yep. of judo, and um, I don't know whether he can punch. I don't know, but um, but you put him in the you know with his skill, mm. it would definitely work. But again, something coming back to yeah, coming back to what you're talking about about the the, the basic fundamentals of judo and how to move somebody and how to do that. Yeah. Um, it transcends so many different places, yep. and I've looked at it from a different way. I've become. I look at judo as a hub sport. Yep. So yep. if you learn to fall, here's what you can do. Yep. Yeah. If you do this, here's what you can do. Yep. If you learn how to move somebody, here's another sport that you can do. Yeah. And um, I've sort of capitalised on that with with my post competition stuff. Yep. And just recently, um, I think it was today. I haven't. I actually haven't read the article. A mate of mine sent me an article, and. It basically, I think it says, uh, X amount of reasons why judo is... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Is beneficial for any sport or any athlete. And and I had a quick skim through it and I haven't had the chance to fully read it. But it is. And that's the problem with being jaded. People will say, well, I have a vested interest. Um, if I can be absolutely objective, yep. absolutely. Yeah. With what I know, the first thing, and I get asked this a lot, what what martial art should I teach my kid? Yeah. And the first thing I say is teach them a martial art where they fall. Yep. Yep. Nothing mm. else. Yeah. Aikido, yes, they fall. Judo, yes, they fall. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, the one thing, and this, is, this isn't a criticism. This isn't a criticism. It's just an, obser- an, observer, an observation. Yeah. A lot of people that I've worked with, whether it be through privates or whether it be through seminars and things like that, they will come up and they'll go, yeah, I know how to break fall. And then they do a forward roll. Yeah. <laughs> right? And it's Damn. like, no, the forward roll is not that part. And, and I'm not yeah. being a smart ass. It's just the fact where some people will think that that's what it is. Yep. Yeah. Can, can someone who's done so much judo as you, can you close your eyes and hear a break fall and go, no, nah, that's wrong? 
Because I reckon when I'm in the gym, when you hear somebody break fall, you hear that yeah. whack. And you're like, yep. that's done it right. Oh, definitely. You, just, you, you want a quick transference of energy yep, yep. down the arm and then just that pinpoint at the fingertips. I've never done it. Okay. I've never done it. But when I come back for wings, <laughs> I will have done it. And I will say to you, yes or no. Yeah. Yep. But so, yeah, no. Yeah. I reckon I can. Because you can hear that rhythm where sort of you hear the, the butt and just the shoulder yeah. and the and just that crack at the end. Of the energy just going. Yep. And then you hear someone who just goes, thump, thump, and you're like, I reckon you could definitely like if it was a real shocker. Yeah, you yeah. definitely know the difference. But yeah, it, it is. It's 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 one of those things where that would be my first port of call. Yeah, um, I, I I put a tweet up yonks ago in relation to it, and I just put you know like uh, what was it? You know, gee, eighty bucks. Yeah, you know, class is twenty bucks. Learning to fall confidently at any time, priceless. Yep. Yep. And it really is. It's absolutely priceless. Yeah. So so that being said, but coming back to it. And that, that's the hard part I've found with, with um, doing private lessons and, and, and seminars with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu people because yeah. some, sometimes they do actually think, oh, yeah, it's just going to be a forward roll. And then they get thrown or you show them a break fall, you yeah. throw them, and then they look at you as in like, <laughs> they've stuck a, a forearm out. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I'm yeah. done. Because it is. It's, 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 you're using body. You're doing things that are not, A, not normal, because yeah, we're yeah. asking you to change everything that you want to do because you want to put your hand down, you want to do all that yeah. sort of stuff. And also, too, falling hurts. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it does. It exactly. does. The idea is that you... Part of the idea of it. Actually. I once had someone, bang, that really hurt. I, I thought break falling, it doesn't hurt at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> it, just, it just spreads the yeah, hurt. That's just, all. And then after yeah. a while, what happens is, unbeknownst to it, you... you well, you don't, but you, you know, I've built scar tissue everywhere. <laughs> no, but soon enough, what happens is you just you just get used yeah. to it. Yeah. You, you get used to it. Your body adapts yeah. to it. The body is an amazing thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if we're talking stereotypes, you know, jitsu guys are known for having piss poor stand up. Yeah. So it, it goes with a you know their idea of a breakfall was pulling guard. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But and and that's that's the thing about it. I I, I really I, I get confused about a, a, a sport that starts standing up. Yep. Yep. that you want to get to the ground and the guys so just want to sit time. down and <laughs> yeah. spend so many little time. If, if Someone asked me about it one day and I said, if you put, if you put the break down, I reckon it's 98% ground, yeah. 2% standing. Yep. Maybe I could go to three or four maybe yeah. from, from my experience that I've had. Whereas from a judo perspective, it's changed yeah. now. Yeah. We've, we sort of, back in the day, it was sort of like, you know, 70, 30. Yep. Yep. Maybe the European style and the Japanese are completely different, but now we, you know, it's pretty much almost 50 50, maybe 60 40. So you have people where, and I wasn't, I wasn't a technician or a ground guy by any stretch of the imagination. I came from a club where throwing was important because it's the the concept of judo is maximum efficiency for minimum effort. Okay. So if I can, if my match goes for five minutes and I can, then I reckon I can throw you in one. There's no use me mucking around with you on the ground. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if you go to the ground in my sport, I'm allowed to just like look at the referee, put my hands on you, and just he'll go, okay, stand up, stand go up again. again. We'll do it again. Yep. So yeah. and that's fine. I've choked out two blokes and put one, maybe two submissions on in my time. Wow. Yep. And one of them, I was I was at a, I think it was a Victorian International Open or something, and I I ripped on a ripped on a strangle. And I, I seriously almost gave myself a hernia, <laughs> and I was like, really, like I'm ripping this thing on, and and that the the referee was on her knees underneath, looking at this guy to just see where where he was and what he was. That's good refing. She was yeah, about she was about to to call it. She had her yeah. hand up to say Marte, and yeah. thank God this guy's gone. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's on, it's on. I had, I had nothing left. I was seeing stars, and then oops, sorry, and then she's like. Marte, I stood up and I was like, really? Yeah. And I was like, oh, 
Oh, yep. That, and <laughs> so, That's all I had. So for me, it's that point where I would only ever, and this was the way that I did, and, and I would not suggest this. Yep. Uh, when we were doing Niwaza training, uh, I would immediately, so we'd, we'd bow, I'd immediately go into turtle. The reason I'd go into turtle, A, because of the Osakomi rule, yep. but I'd go into turtle and I'd hold off for approximately 15 seconds. Right. So if that person could not get me rolled over or in a position for 15 seconds, yep. I'd be, br- I'd be I'd brought be okay. up so I could go again. Yep. Once I'd seen that 15 seconds, I just threw caution to the wind yep. and right. nine times out of 10 would just get owned. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> be- before we move off jitsu, yep. um, you were also on the training squads for the Olympics or practice squads? Yeah, I was, um, I was a training partner in training 2000, partner. 2004 and 2008. So, um, yeah. How did that come about? And what do you do as a training partner? You get flogged. <laughs> so, so pretty much, um, there was a call. The Judo Federation of Australia put out um, a an invite for people to apply. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, you were then ratified by the Judo Federation, the Australian Olympic Committee. And all that sort of stuff, yeah. Yep. What, what sort of questions right. do they ask? Like, you know, do you heal quickly? Oh no, no. <laughs> I wish they had. <laughs> no, just just ratified. So basically, is this guy good enough to is go? He legit, yeah. Yeah. Is is he good enough to go? And, and that is he was not crazy enough that he'll injure someone. Absolutely. And then that that's a thing. So I got dragged along um, in two thousand and four. Um, I was making my run in. I was having a crack at two thousand and eight. Yep. Um, right. It right. didn't go my way. Um, yep. I I came. I think it was. Seventh, seventh, I think in the first qualifier, um, lost to a very good friend of mine, bastard. Um, <laughs> uh, so lost to a very good friend of mine to try and get through a little bit further, um, which then left me open. So therefore, basically, the second qualifier you had to you had to make the Australian squad. Yep, right. So to go through, um, and what I had to do to make the Australian squad, I can't remember mathematically. It was it was mathematically it was possible. Yeah. Yep. Um, as far as the rest was concerned, it was hard. I had guy. I, well, I had I had Mark Anthony who went to who went to London and beat beat the European champ, the reigning European champion Man, at the yep. time. So I had him in my thing. I had Tom Hill, Commonwealth Games gold medalist from two thousand two, yep. and one of the stalwarts of our sport. I had all these guys to worry, yep. and then I had the Kiwis to worry about. So um, and you know and and, and a few others, but. Um, so basically what, what had to happen was for me to medal at the national titles. Once I medaled, if I medaled, it would have got me top three, which would have got me on the, which would have got me on the plane, which then would have, yep. I would have been on far and, yep. and had a go. And anything could happen in the day. And yep. it actually did in my weight division, which... Really? Yeah. So um, a week before the national titles, I broke my hand. Oh. oh. So I was dirty. I was dirty. I broke, broke my hand. I had a spiral fracture on my... Um, in, from, in, from training or elsewhere? yeah yeah so uh, I had a I had a uh, a little throw that ended up getting called the or nicknamed the heartbreaker and it was from a um, I won't name this person they might listen um, <laughs> there was a particular person who pushed it to me but never beat me and they were right. sort of like my bunny Right. Judo bunny. Yeah. And, um, we'll call him Daryl Cullinan. <laughs> so Judo Daryl. <laughs> um, ju- judo Daryl Judo Daryl and I had a few, you know, we, we, we had a little bit of a it was a healthy competition. Yeah. It was a healthy competition. Um yep. don't wish the guy any you know, any ill will. He's a great, great person, he's a really yeah. nice guy. But um 
from that perspective, we were pretty staunch. And I think he was he was the guy coming up. There. Like I wasn't at the peak, but yeah. he was a little bit below me, and he was really trying to claw. And I was, and I did the same thing. I used to pick people that I wanted to beat, and when I got to yeah. them, I'd look yeah. ahead. Yeah. And I think I was one of those people. Um, very very good judoka. Uh, anyway, one particular day, uh, we'd we'd fought a few times, and the last fight, I th- and it was it was the last fight we'd had. Um, he uh, oh, he got me with Yoko Tomonagi. Okay. So he got me with Yoko Tomonagi. So Yoko Tomonagi is side. So basically, Yoko means side. Yep. Um, he did the, the, the Tomonagi, but he sort of gone into my side and turned me to his side. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Without, without going too far into to visuals and stuff. Yep. Anyway, um, as I've gone over, I wasn't, I've never really been um, super agile. <laughs> yeah. So like rather, than, <laughs> rather, than, rather than being able to do the old one-armed cartwheel, cartwheel and right. stand over, um, in midair, I knew I was going over back first. So I turned... And basically took it halfway. Yep. So to to minimise the the score, yeah. um, if the referee's listening, I honestly think it was still a Yuko. <laughs> um, we'll uh, make sure he gets it. Yeah, yeah. It was actually hit. So I got scored a Wazari. So two Wazaris yeah. equal a Nippon. If he gets okay. me with another Wazari, I'm dead. So half point. Basically. Absolutely. Yeah. So the the issue with that is Wazari is a really hard thing to chase down. Yep. And yep. we're talking back in the days where you could get penalised. So he could fa- he could still he could muck around for an hour and a, a minute and a half yep. yeah. and get penalised and you know, be we'd be yep. about equal sort yep. of deal. Okay. So he had a lot of time on his sleeve. Yeah. So anyway, we were coming down um, coming down to, I think it was like 10, 15 seconds left on the clock. Um, I got my grip. Yep. I got this specific grip for, the, for, for this throw that I did and it was basically a sit-down Taniyatoshi, for want of a better word. Right. Um, it's hard to describe. Again, they sound awesome. Anyone <laughs> anyone, anyone that, that fought me um, would know it because I became... <laughs> I be- move. I Absolutely. I became the biggest one-trick <laughs> yeah. pony you have ever seen in your life. Um, and it actually, as much as, as, much as I, it was a really, really good throw, it sort of ruined my judo. I had really good haragoshis and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. I just put this one on. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you the if I've got time. I'll tell you the we're origin. All the time in the world. I'll tell. I'll tell you the origin of the throw in a minute. But um, so anyway, I, I, this guy was protecting that grip like there was no tomorrow. He did not want me to touch my left hand on his on his on his right lapel. Yeah. So uh, and with about fifteen seconds on, I've latched on. Yep. I've hooked his other arm in. So like I basically locked that side up. Yep. And he has run backwards for dear life. I have just Damn. gone with him and taken the biggest step you could ever, like a, almost like a hurdler's pose. Yep, right. grabbed, grabbed his inside leg and flicked him over. As he's hit, he's just turned around. He, like The expletives came out. And he's just like, look, he's going, well, that's just fucked my weekend up. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I got up. And um, I got up and one of my guys just turned around and he said, what did he say to you? And I said, oh, he just said, oh, I just really fucked his weekend up. And he turned around and he goes, oh, you're a heartbreaker. And we went, oh, there we oh, go. There it is. Yeah, so, it's because he banged his missus too. Up. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Never proven. <laughs> Malcolm bangs. <laughs> it finally arrived. Yeah, so it did happen. There it is. But yeah, so the origin to that throw was um, we had a Japanese guy. I can't remember. He was just a, just came from Japan, just jumped on our mat, um, sort of mucked around a little bit. And immediately the first thing I would do is seek seek them yep. out. Yep. The one thing that I love about our sport and the martial arts in in that realm, in my opinion, the trust of it, the 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 true test of a person's um, metal 
is yep. whether or not you go and beat up the little kids or the yeah. right, or you go out there and you just turn around and you go, you're really good. Yeah. Come over here and show me something. Yeah. You learn yep. more. Get a, get you a learn proper audit. Absolutely. You learn more yep. from your mistakes. Yeah. I've learned more. Honestly, and you know, I'll stand by this. I've learned more from my mistakes. Yeah. And I have come further from every failure I have ever had. Yeah. Than I would have if I was successful. Yep. And that's mm. that, that's what I honestly believe. Um, so this particular gentleman, he kept getting me with this bloody thing. And I just turned around and I went, excuse me. I said, how long? And this was, oh. So th- what this was, was uh, there was an invasion of Russian judo uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s. You yep. had to have leg picks and grappling sort okay. of wrestling style. Yeah. If you didn't have a Kataguruma, so like a fireman's carry or something like that, right. you needed it in your arsenal because it was going nuts. Yep. So... Um, all of a sudden, here's this guy with this perfect other version. I had one Kataguruma. He had a different style for me. I was like, beautiful. Right. And it was technically a sit-down Tenotoshi, but it sort of looks like a Kataguruma. All good. So I'm having a chat to him. I'm like, oh, you know, how long are you in the country for? Pardon me. He's like, oh, you know, I leave next week. Da, 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 da. I said, are you training anywhere else? He goes, yeah, I'm, I think I'm training somewhere else. Blah, blah, blah. And I said, can you come upstairs with me and teach me this throw? Right. So, so he nobody went, else has seen Absolutely. Wow. Went straight upstairs. <laughs> went straight upstairs. Locked the door. Absolutely. Went through it. Went through it. And I just turned around to him. I said, will you, where will you be, you know, what club, blah, blah, blah. And I just turned around to him and said, would you do me a favor? Don't if, tell him that. If no one asks, <laughs> don't. He didn't. Yep. Right? Hey, but, the days before YouTube, eh? Absolutely. And before, and, and the thing, the thing about this was that Maria Peckley was using this throw. Yep. Right. But very rarely. But she'd pop it in a different way. Right. But it was there. Yeah. To this day. So so basically then from there, I just started honing it, yep. honing it, honing it. Yep. And it became my number one throw. And you, it was a real, it was a decent throw because it would work to the advantage of the way the game was played. Yeah. Right. Um, and then from there, I'd, I'd have people try and throw me with my own throw. Yeah. <laughs> and they wouldn't know how to do it properly. Yep. Or they'd come up. And I remember uh, Ben Donigan, I think it was. Um turned around to me one day one state training and he's like looking at me he's going can you show me a throw and I said no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and um anything else think yeah, about no, it. No, no I just went no and he's like looked at me and he's like well, but like, listen I said when I'm retired maybe <laughs> and um yeah I'll show anyone now because yeah. I can't actually do it so but that being said Ivo de Santos when they actually got rid of the the leg picks Ivo actually right. created a very similar throw without the use of of grabbing the leg. Yeah. Ah, okay. So immediately, ah. like, I'd been retired, so Naivo's nicer than me because I said, oh, show me, show me. <laughs> to which he did, and I can't do it. <laughs> so I always want to put the leg useless. There. Yeah. <laughs> One good thing about Jitto, though, you could always go uh, full inscrutable oriental. You could say, you know, I'll show you as soon as you can. Uh, Take the pebble from my hand. <laughs> as soon as you can uh, catch the swallow in mid flight. And they'd be like, Okay, yeah. Out that way, mate. <laughs> Good luck. But yeah, so so that's that's how that that origin started, and yeah, so hence hence the heartbreak, the heartbreak came, that came, came to fruition. <laughs> so. uh, as they say, advantages are taken or handed out. Yep. So I think you played that one well. Absolutely, <laughs> and that's the one thing I love about um, sort of the Australian approach to um, martial arts, you know, in general, the last twenty years is that because we're not. Uh, you know, a very historical country. I've been around for that long compared to everyone else. We don't have time to build up that deep culture which caused rifts between certain martial arts. It's all generally pretty new. And so the acceptance of cross-training and going from one gym to another gym 
seems to be a lot more uh, tolerated here than does yeah. from overseas. I, I think at the general level, yeah, there's still a lot of politics in all martial arts. Yeah, but, yeah. but you don't get the same four generations worth of politics. Yeah. But in Australia, like, like we went and trained at Jamie's gym. Yeah. You know, we did a podcast there down at, um, at Renegade. And no problems, you know. It's not a Dabeen gym. It's not associated with Peter J. But just good people. It's all right to go and train with them and take what you learn back to the people that you train with and especially the, the cross-training with... You don't have to be jiu-jitsu. You can be judo. You can go to do <laughs> Mai Tai and anything. And, and it's generally... It's okay. It's accepted. Well, I think in Australia, you, you can learn something from everyone. Yeah. And yeah. that's especially yeah. true in all martial arts because even if it's not applicable to your art, it can be applicable to your fitness, to your style, yeah. to your self-defense. It's just something that's cool. Yeah. 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 Looking cool is damn important. Of course Absolutely. it's not. <laughs> Anyone who said it's not is full of shit. Hence Get your laid more than beating up people. <laughs> coming, coming back to what you just spoke about, and that, that's the beauty about this, and I think in some ways some people get led by that social stereotype where, oh, well, I'm this sport. And, yeah. You know, yeah. And that if your coach, I honestly believe this, if your coach legitimately says to you, don't go to that club... Mm. Right. He's, hi- he's hiding something. There's yeah. something wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No yeah. coach. I'm telling you right now. If you came to me and said, Malcolm, go through the four, go through the forty throws of the Gokio, yep. right? I would turn around to you and say, I'm not weak. At, I'm weak at this. I'm not weak at this. Yeah. This is my forte. This is not. Yep. You want to learn that? Go over there because yeah. that person's world class or that person's really good at what they do, and they'll yep. take you through it. By all means, I'll get you to the basics. Yeah. But no one knows everything. Yeah. My skill. Mm, my exactly. skill was leg picks. My yep. skill became leg picks. Yep. I was yep. also a damn good Haragoshi guy, but but um, I'll, I'll start a list. Haragoshi. <laughs> I don't think these headphones will last long. <laughs> um, but they're Eddie tested. Okay. <laughs> but but it is. It's it's that thing where um, you've got to know your limitations. And you've got to know what it is. If someone yeah. came to me and said, "Oh, look, I want to learn. I want to learn these sort of." Um, you know, judo niwaza style because it's a little bit faster, etc., etc. Yep. I only show what I know. There's yeah. no mm. use me trying to show somebody something that yeah. I sort of got an idea and sort of know how it does. And yep. and, and, and that's where a good coach comes in, I think. There's, there's the old saying, you know, it takes it takes a village to raise a child. Yep. Mm. It takes numerous cultures to raise yeah. an athlete. Yep. Whether yep. whether or not you be um, whether or not you be a weekend warrior, yeah, or an, the elite of the elite, yeah. And, exactly. and and I understand where you're coming from to the, to that point, but in relation, coming back to the the feuds and all this, back back in the heyday of judo in Melbourne, um, the majority of the 2000 Olympians pretty much came out of law, uh, Laylaw Judo Club and Caulfield Judo Club. Okay. Right. right, right. 2004 majority came out. You know, so it was a really Melbourne based sort yep. of deal, um, and there was a lot of there was a lot of friction between those two. There was a real bit of politicking going on. Yeah. Yep. Um, I just, you either choose to get into it or you choose to bury your head. Yep. Yeah. I was lucky. Like, I was lucky. I was one of those people that I would train at Caulfield on a Monday, train at Layla on a Tuesday yep. occasionally, yep. and then yep. train back because I just didn't care. Yeah. I didn't care. And you stay away from people. Like, so it'd be the point where yeah. if I'm, if, you, if, if I was fighting the 81 kilo guy there, yeah. And we were in a bit of a, t- I might either, I might walk up to him and say, you know, if we, if we were actually competing for points or something like that, you know, I'd say, look, are you right with me being here? Yeah. Do, you, yeah. do you want to fight yeah. me? Or do, you, do you want to actually do Randuri or do you just want to keep going and, and we'll look exactly. over each other's shoulder yeah. and yeah. see yeah. who's yeah. going yeah. to start taking right? notes. So, so it's that sort of stuff where, and, and that was the thing. I think it's how you, how you perceive it yeah, more than anything yeah. else. And I think it's, it's that thing where 
martial arts gives confidence. Martial arts gives so much confidence to everybody, whether yeah. or not you're good or you're not. It just gives you an exude, and it exudes confidence. And the one thing a confident person should do is stand up for themselves yep. and stand yeah. up for their beliefs. Exactly. Yep. You know, I would not want to someone to turn around to me and say, "Well, this is it." Oh, you know, and then me just go blindly. Oh, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. Could, it just won't work that way, and and I think that's the hard part. You become new, yeah, into it, and you think, oh, yeah. this is the status quo. If the status quo doesn't feel right, yeah. don't listen. That's why we. Uh, what's what's the what's the Brazilian term for Creole? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, my coach. So this is legit. My coach is and always will be Arthur Morshead. Yep. Yep. Now Arthur Arthur had two tin hips. Was <laughs> old. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Um, he, um, he was, uh, a friend. He was like a, a surrogate grandfather. He was everything to me. He was a great man. Um, now he will always be my coach, but under that, yep. our club coach was Gabor Zabo. Yep. Yep. Under him, there was, uh, Ola. Then from there, I've got Angela Deacon was the national coach, one of the national women's coaches and stuff like that. Yep. I still yep. to this day call her coachy. Yeah. Right. I've had so many different people that I could call coach, right. but Arthur Morshead will always be my coach. Yeah, yeah. And and that's the thing where, as a as a uh, as an athlete, as a person that that spends time at one club, you can call your home club your home club. Yeah, yeah. I still look. I've run Bangs Dojo and Bangs Dojo Judo Club. Yep. That was one of the hardest days of my life. Yep. To sign a paper. And ring up JFA and say I can't be a Caulfield member anymore because you're right. Oh, okay, that was hard for me. That yep. was really, really hard for me. It was one of the and and that was and I even running at running my club. My 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 friend who who is one of the coaches there, Nihiro Takatani, uh, he was doing some gradings and stuff, and he said, oh, "I just want you to come down on the mat." I'm like, "Absolutely." Yep. The first thing I did was walk up to my my um, my coach's wife, which is Susie. My coach my coach has passed away and. Uh, yeah, he's, he's been gone five years and it just seems so yeah. yesterday. But the first thing I said to her was, I'm home. Yeah. yeah. I ran a judo club yeah. <laughs> at elsewhere, but I was home and I yeah. always will be home. Yeah. And that, that's, that's the thing. So I think if there are people listening out there that, that, that worry about this, you know, club versus club thing and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Honestly, if, if a coach is telling you don't do this or don't do that, they're hiding something. Yeah. yeah. They're hiding something. So yeah. 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 Um, with the the judo and uh, the MMA, do you take a special interest when you see a judoka come up? Like, I mean, there's there's one name that's absolutely, obvious. Absolutely, absolutely. Look, um, absolutely. Uh, Ronda Rousey has really put judo on the map. Um, look, Caro Parisian did. I, I was I was seeing Caro did very well. Yeah, Caro was sort of the first sort of dude that. Yeah, yeah. And he had some nice throws. Absolutely. Too. The the issue with Caro, and I think this is this this is where the the, the similarities could be made. Caro was a pioneer for judo in. MMA, in yeah. MMA um, and Ronda is a pioneer for judo for women in MMA now in relation to that the the differences are that most of the blokes that Kara was fighting they've all fought for a long long time yep. in something yep. whereas a lot of these women so you compare that Ronda Rousey has been doing this her mother so for people who don't understand or don't know um, her mother is a world champion. Okay, and if you've watched the the Ultimate Fighter when she was uh, <laughs> yeah, a, a coach, yes, yes, she's, yes, she's yes, no bullshit. Yep. Her mother. Now I've got to get this right. So basically, her mother won a world championship over an Australian called Sue Williams. Okay, this is a good and Sue Williams, amazing. 
Now, Ronda, Ronda has basically been, as if anyone that did watch that, you can see Ronda has pretty much been tormented. All her life. <laughs> yeah. um, but yep. that being said, it has produced, it has produced a very good high-level judo. Well, she uh, was yeah. named well, the most dominant athlete in the world yeah. Yeah. in the last couple of days. She was yeah. a world champion. She was a uh, junior world champion and she won Olympic bronze. Yep. Now, uh, in her mind, she expected more. Of course. Yeah. Right. Um, and the thing with her, so just in this comparison is that here's a girl that's been doing this or a woman that's been doing this for pretty much most of her life yep, yep. coming in to fight women that primarily uh, at 16, 17, maybe 20, went to a jits club or went to a boxing club to get fit yep. and went, hang on a second, I like this, let yeah. me No amount of takedown defense, <laughs> yep. no yeah. amount of takedowns is going to, in any way, shape, or form, beat Ronda Rousey. Yep. That being said, the only thing that was going to beat Ronda Rousey was another judoka. Yep. However, what she's now done, and no offense to any judoka that I happen to know that do <laughs> MMA, <laughs> have a look at judokas that punch. Seriously. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, but have a look at what she's oh, done. Oh, jitsu, there's no, no jitsu guys yeah. like that, Damien but, Meyer. But it's this thing where... Hoja. It's, it's this... First four UFCs. <laughs> it's this thing now where what she's done is she's become a world-class striker. Yeah. yeah. So now any world-class judoka that comes in... They're five years behind her striking. Yeah, they might yep. have a better they might have a better uh, ground judo, game yep. than sorry judo game than her, but she's going to be able to hold them out with a punch. Yeah, which is just and then counter their judo with her judo. Yeah, yep. so she has played, in my opinion, the perfect thing for her to yep. probably. This might come back to bite me. Finish undefeated and retire. Well, undefeated. I don't see anyone beating her. I'm going to say no. Misha Tate's the second best in her weight division in the world, and there, uh, there, there's a chasm between the two. You know, you know, you've got your opponent screwed, literally mentally, when their corner turns around and says, "You got to the second round." Yeah, yeah well done. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That tells you yeah. something really, really big. Yeah. The only so, problem she's got is finding people to fight her. Yeah. Well, that's what we're well, saying. We just, is that, We'll probably never see the best Ronda Rousey because yeah. there's no one that can push her no. to that level. We're just waiting for the Cyborg fight if it ever happens. Yeah. And, yeah. and I don't I, think Cyborg will have much for Ronda anyway. Well, it'd be interesting. It's the only interesting fight she's got left. Yeah. I mean, do you that, really want to see Misha? She's fighting Ian McCall. Honestly, yeah. I, think, I think Ronda would knock her out just because that jaw goes a long way out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ain't no hiding that thing. I think that's the thing. That The biggest thing that, that, that is, for me, scared Ronda, uh, scared me regarding Ronda's success, pardon me, was the, um, getting knocked out. But I yeah. don't think there's a woman on the, on the circuit, and I'm, I'm unsure, that would have one-punch knockout power. I don't there's many women it. in MMA that have one-punch knockout power no, in that no, weight category. Absolutely, absolutely not. And, yeah. and, and, and that's, that's, the biggest, that's the biggest probably danger there, or one-kick knockout power yeah. sort of deal. True, true. You don't really see it, so therefore yeah, that yeah. plays into her hands very, very well. Yeah. So And, and, and look... I, I, I haven't really followed the cyborg thing. You know, I heard about yeah, cyborg yeah. And, and all that sort of stuff, and I, I understand how it works. But as a, I, I'm I'm commenting on this, and I probably shouldn't. But I'm commenting of on. Can. The, we comment on plenty of stuff. We're, 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 we're commenting on. We commented millions of people. Yeah, I'm, of course. I'm, I'm sort of commenting on this without any. Um, yeah, without any due diligence. So, like every other bloke commenting on every martial arts YouTube <laughs> clip <laughs> ever. Cool. Cool. Um, I honestly believe that um, from from this perspective, you know, you hear this thing where she she is is a black belt in jiu jitsu or, or uh, 
who Ronda or no 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 um, Cyborg Cyborg I'm not sure I think she's more of a kickboxing background but I'm saying shooter box yeah shooter box or something because she did a lot of grappling she did a lot of grappling and all that sort of stuff yeah no sorry yeah. <laughs> no, because now and and this is the other thing too. It's it's quite interesting. And I remember when I used to say to people, "Look out for Ronda Rousey. Look out for Ronda yeah. Rousey." After a first couple, people go, "Oh, yeah. you know, what does she do? Judo? Oh, yeah." And then you go, "No, she's got ground game. Oh, so that's jujitsu." It's like, no, 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 no. no. no Watch yeah. her ground game. It's, it's, it's different. It is. But that being said, now apparently she has been graded to to black belt and BJJ as well. Oh, probably. I mean, so, you'd have to. and and you know what? That's the thing. Oh, look, I've had, I've you know, just just to to put it out there, two thousand and four. U.S. Open, I actually coached my partner against her yep. in, uh, in, right. a, in a competition. Yep. And all we kept yelling out was, bring your arm in, bring your arm in, bring your arm in. <laughs> yeah. Because Ronda was actually on her arm on a consistent basis. So they would they would basically go to the ground in a neutral stance of some description, yep. cut the turtle up or you know try and do this. And, and, and she was on her arm consistently. Yeah. My, right. my partner lost by Sheeta. So she lost by a penalty because she... Right, yeah, no, no, no. Just she wasn't fighting. She couldn't okay. fight because yeah. basically it was going to the ground. And, and Ronda was so busy, yeah, yeah. busy, yeah. busy, 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 yeah. busy. Now, when that person's busy, you can't do much. Yep. Yeah. So then all of a sudden, the ref just turns around and goes, "Mate, yeah, yeah penalty yeah. to you." Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. So, so um, having seen her in action within the judo world, having been that close to the action where you're actually trying to coach against her yeah. with what she does and how she does it so naturally, yeah. you, you understand it. And, and from that, I'm, you know, and I'm not taking anything away from Cyborg in any way, shape or form. I just think that she wouldn't have, I don't think she'd have the tools in yeah. multiple ways. Yeah. There's nobody else like her, so she wouldn't yeah. have faced anybody like Absolutely. her. Exactly. And yeah. I think women's MMA is at that stage that men's was a while back in that people have a major style Absolutely. in women's MMA. Yeah. In the men's UFC levels and Bellator and everything, you don't have one style. Everyone's multi-style. Yeah, exactly. You have to be. Now, yeah. If, yeah. if you can't strike, forget about it. If you have no ground game, you're done. It doesn't yeah. matter. So much so that even guys like um, Big Country, He's, yeah. You wouldn't call him the fittest athlete in the world. No. You wouldn't call him the fittest athlete in the suburb. He's fitter than, you, than he looks. He was an end. Yeah. I think he was a level Division One NCAA wrestler. Yeah, he, and he, he's, and, he's until a, he figured out it was easier to just knock blokes absolutely. out. Absolutely, but mm. that's like that's the thing when you can stand there and you've got one like you've got this like you know NCAA Div, Div One wrestling is massive yeah, in the US, right? So you put that. As your backup, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's like what? Well, um, you know, yeah, it's it, insane, you just sit there and just go, "Hang on a second, okay, yeah, no, I'm just going to punch you in the head." Yeah. Isn't it funny though? He's a Div One um, wrestler. He's also he is a world class jujitsu. Like he has yeah. he has wins over Matt Hughes at ADs. And he has that lovely wow. overhand, and then right. he has the big overhand right. Wow, and that's the one you. you they should have just put you know instead of having jujitsu or you know overhand right or anti lab wrestler just in style, just put mullet. Yeah, <laughs> KFC and a mullet. But um, what what kind of annoyed me with um, with sort of Ronda's success is that there's no doubt that that judo is a fundamental element of the progression of martial arts from from a mixed martial arts perspective. Whereas if you want to learn anything, it's in your best interest to get very good at judo. Yep. It's like judo, wrestling, jiu-jitsu, striking. But it seems like judo in general hasn't picked up on the momentum that Ronda's created for it. And they're almost trying to fight against it, and it seems like, like for me personally, I, I like judo. I really um, learning just the basics of judo improved my my ground game just with positioning and hip movement like massively. And so it, I kind of find it annoying that they're not getting that advantage to where, for my for my opinion, 
when you're teaching little kids in the martial arts, I think you get them judo first. Then when they're about 10, 12, 14, then you put them onto jiu-jitsu or something like that. Absolutely. But learn the fundamentals on how your body works, how um, leverage and um, center of gravity balance. and balance and things like that. Um, the mechanics of how your body can can be used in your own advantage and then learn how to um, put that into a, a real aggressive finishing, you know, life or death situation. Absolutely. But it's, I found it really annoying that the thing like the judo, well, the European judo community were kind of fighting back against the success that Ronda was just waiting to give them all. I think yeah. because it isn't, it, it, I think it's illegal. I think MMA, I think that's what I remember. Ah, okay. MMA, MMA is illegal in France. Right. I think. Oh, so therefore okay. it's that thing where, yeah, so they've yet to, ah. they've sort of yet to woke up to it. So it's sort of that thing where, yep. yeah, it, it's illegal in France. So therefore, if you do it, you're banned, yeah. etc. So that look, might, I remember a couple of seasons ago in the ultimate fighter, the French fighter, who yeah. came in and said, I'm here to represent the French and to show Kickboxer. that, yeah. yeah, to show that we are not quitters, I, I quitters or whatever. And then he quit on his stool. Yeah. Yeah. I think, oh, no, I think what, what, what did what did uh, groundskeeper Willie call him? Cheese eating surrender. Yes, that's the one. Like that. <laughs> but I think judo should be wrestling for the rest of the world because we don't grow up wrestling at school and any of that stuff. But I think judo can fill that gap because I remember even in Broken Hill where I grew up, the first martial art I was ever exposed to was judo, judo. because one of my friends did it, yeah. and the first thing I ever learned was a break fall yep. in yep. the classroom in year three. I still remember <laughs> it to this day. I still remember it, and that's the first thing I learned. And it seems like that can fill that gap that. Wrestling gives the the American um, fighters yep. judo should fill that gap in like Australia and, and the other parts. Of the world. It's yeah, a great base. You are right in what you're saying that it, it's great to teach kids because you've got three elements of most fights. You got you know your hand to head punch kicking, your transition throws into ground, and then your ground. Yeah, yeah. you're not going to teach a kid to punch someone in the face. Like no. it, it's just not exactly. Do. And same wise, you know, starting off with a, a jiu jitsu or a ground fighting background, that's fantastic too. Great fun. But learning how to fall, learning how to protect yourself is applicable to every sport. Like, especially with AFL, life. we've we've talked before about how um, at the moment you're seeing a lot of people dive into a tackle with their head. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's going to get paralyzed with that shit. Absolutely. Yeah. Unless you learn to protect your body. Um, yeah. And a lot of these guys who are coming up from, yeah, from yeah. under 18s straight into AFL level, they've never played against grown men and learned to you know just bring their shoulders up, protect their neck, yeah. um, bring their whole body into a, a tight ball and take the hit. Um which that, is what judo and a lot of other uh, martial arts that include throws and you know impact yeah. will actually teach you. Otherwise, you end yeah. up broken. Absolutely. And that's a brilliant segue into um, your other um, uh, position now with uh, Zenith Sports and yep. Get Your Tackle On. Yep. So how did this come about as well? So, I think that's uh, a better name than Get Your Tackle Out. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so we... we um... We'll just leave it there with Mal. Um, about halfway through the chat, so... And we're about to get into his uh, his other life as uh, head of Zenith Sports and uh, starting a get your tackle on. Um, yeah, or, or tuck your tackle in, as the case may be. <laughs> James Kelly would have been wise to, <laughs> to, to wear that one. Um, so you'll hear uh, the last 30 seconds uh, you just heard will be the first 30 seconds of the next episode. So uh, join us back uh, for the next episode uh, in a sec. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.